Hi guys, I want to thank everyone for all your support and for listening to my podcast. I am amazed at how many of you have listened and I want to thank you all for listening. Um, I know I haven't uh, done a podcast in a while and a lot has happened in my life which will be part of the story. Um, a lot with the narcissist. And, but right now, I want to go ahead and continue with the previous story. So in my last podcast, I talked about um, leaving, moving out of my apartment and moving in with him and how that was the worst decision I ever made. So let's start by saying that, um, you know, one of his family members passed away. So, um, you know, he moved to the house because he wanted to be closer to his grandmother. Um she wasn't okay she wasn't right in her mind and he asked me to move in and what happened you know I felt even though everything he had done to me I I I loved him and I decided okay I'm gonna go ahead and move in it was a you know a house a big house so I should be comfortable right wrong um I basically had to turn a one-bedroom apartment into a one bedroom so I had to get rid of all my furniture I had to get rid of my bedroom set my furniture my dining room um, my clothes in my closet my shoes everything that was the first thing I had to do because there wasn't enough space in the house and you know at the beginning everything was great you know I, I I moved in we were happy everything was going fine but then the stress started happening um, his grandmother didn't want anything moved around she wanted to keep things the way they were I couldn't leave anything laying around because she would move everything around and you know she's a wonderful woman it's just she was not all there so that began the stress and the fighting between him and I and he would treat me really bad you know I remember one time we were um, gaming in our little room and I said something we got into a big argument um, oh it was because of the umbrella I mentioned that she had taken my umbrella and now I had no umbrella <laughs> to use when it rained and he got really upset and he threw an ashtray to the floor. When he threw the ashtray to the floor towards my feet, it shattered. And when it shattered, it cut my leg. And I, until this day, years later, I still have the scar of the cut on my leg. Um, I continued living with him, and you know there were fights, often, big fights. Um, so I started drinking started drinking again and things got worse when I started drinking you know I started drinking because I wanted a deal I wanted a deal with the pain of and frustration and the anxiety of not having my own place you know I couldn't go take a shower when I wanted to because she was in the bathroom there was only one bathroom where he was in the bathroom and I couldn't put my stuff in the bathroom because her stuff was in the bathroom. So it was like if I was living in a dorm hall at a college. 
and it was very frustrating and it was very depressing for me so I started drinking when I would drink I'd get upset you know mind you I still had the depression of losing my child um, I had gotten pregnant before we moved in together when he was living with me and I had lost the baby I'm pretty sure I mentioned that in my previous podcast and I was really really depressed about that and you know I just never got over it you know how some people say get over it well you can't get over losing a child right <clears throat> and um, so you know things got out of hand there were times where while I was drinking I was very angry because I would remember everything that he had done to me and the frustration that I was living so I'd bring it up while I was drinking and you know when you drink your inhibitions get lower so as your inhibitions get lower that means that you get more brave and when you get more brave you tend to do things and say things that are wrong or that are right but are wrong for the other person and we went ahead and we would fight about that so you know that's how the fightings were they just basically just started with us yelling at each other and um you know obscenities you know he would say obscenities to me and of course he knew how to always win the game and how did he win that game he knew exactly what to say that would hurt me and he would throw it back at me so if i said that um you know he was being a jerk he would throw back at me and make it seem that it's because i hated myself and that's why i thought he was a jerk you know really silly things he would do but it would hurt me so you know that progressed and we continued living together and i started finding stuff of course you know how the saying goes the more you look the more you find well you know i still couldn't trust him and now that we were living together at the house and he had all his computer stuff and everything and i knew all the passwords like a psycho right because you know i was psychotic and i would log in and i would see chats that he would send to other women now the chats that he would send to other women was talking about me was basically saying that i was crazy that i was a psycho that i was a a bad wife he would call me wife that i was a bad wife and all these things and then the conversation progressed to them exchanging photographs and videos of each other so i didn't want to argue about it so i kept it to myself and then when i would drink and we would end up arguing i'd bring it up and when i would bring it up that would make him flip his lid he would lose it he would start breaking stuff around the house and throwing things and you know just screaming and telling me obscenities that i was nothing that it was all my fault that the reason that he was doing that was because i was being cold or because i shouldn't be snooping at all why why should i be should i be snooping on his personal and private stuff that if i look i'm gonna find that was his uh, little tagline there and then we'd go to bed a couple days passed by we wouldn't speak to each other and we'd get over it then it came down to 
living a good life after that. You know, after all those fights, you know, I I calmed down with my drinking a little bit. And he calmed down and, and we lived happy. We went to uh, Daytona Beach. We had a great anniversary there. We had so much fun. I felt so much in love. I felt great. I felt happy. You know, happier that I hadn't been in a long time. And I felt that we were good. We went to Orlando. And we met up with one of his old friends that he'd known for years. And she had just had a baby. So, you know, granted, remember I had lost my baby. And it had been, you know, over 16 years since I had gotten you know had a baby it had yeah it had been 16 years since I was told I cannot have children and then I got pregnant and I lost my baby so of course seeing her little baby you know brought me a little bit of joy and um I went ahead and I held her baby held her baby in my arms I rocked her to sleep and you know we had a great time we had a great time with her she was very very nice very kind and we got along great we had a great trip and then we came back down now um a week later of course me searching again i decided to search through his emails and what i found in his emails were emails and videos uh, between him and her pictures between him and her naked doing stuff to each other and saying how much they wanted to be together and him saying that how much he wanted to be with her while we were up there in you know at her house that all he could think about was uh you know putting her to bed and you know all these very explicit nasty things that he wanted to do to her you know and she's like oh but you know don't you love her you know aren't you guys happy and even though she was still sending back pictures and videos of herself you know it's like she i guess she grew a conscience or something for a second there and then he said, no, she's crazy. You know, I can't tell her that I don't like her food and um, without her exploding. You know, I can't tell her anything without her being all psycho crazy. Like, I, I, can't, I can't be with her anymore. I can't stand her. Well, in the meantime, he's, you know, being all lovey-dovey with me. Oh, I love you. You're the love of my life. You know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So on one hand, he's telling me these things. On the other hand, he's telling this woman something else. You know, and lie after lie after lie to her. And when I saw that, I confronted him. You know, I confronted him. And I even sent her a message. Yeah, psycho, right? I sent her a message and I was like, dude, I held your baby in my arms, you know, I rocked her to sleep, and here you are with my husband, yes, we call each other husband and wife, um, you know, sending pictures and, you know, saying what you want to do to each other and what you wanted to do while you were in front of me. What kind of woman does that? You're not a woman. A woman doesn't do that. And that was it. She stopped talking to him, and they stopped talking to each other, and that was the end of that story. You know? After that, I went back to drinking, back to fighting. We had a huge fight, him breaking more stuff. And then it became violent where he started pushing me. That's how it started. You know, first it was, 
yelling and breaking stuff. Then it was getting in my face. And then the, the shoving started, pushing. Like, you know, just pushing me away, shoving me, you know. And and that's how, that's how I was at that point. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. You know, you're hitting me, you're touching me, you're abusing me. You're physically abusing me. Oh, I'm not physically abusing you. I'm just trying to get you out of my face. What's his excuse? And I'm like, okay, you couldn't walk away. You know, you had to push me. You had to push me down on the sofa. And I allowed it. You know, I allowed it because it was just pushing at the time, right? It's just shoving. That's not abuse. That's not physical abuse. That's what you tell yourself. That's not physical abuse. Him getting in my face and telling me that, you know, I'm a dumb cunt that I'm a stupid slut and I'm, you know, and I'm a bitch and, you know, all these things and, you know, how ugly I am and that's why he does the things that he does, you know, because I'm crazy and I'm ugly and all these kind of things, you know, but hey, you know, it's my fault, right? It's my fault. I shouldn't have gotten in his face. I shouldn't have confronted him. I shouldn't have been looking through his stuff. You know, it's all my fault. I brought it on to myself. That's what I told myself. So I backed off, I walked away, and I let it go. A couple days passed by again, we didn't speak to each other, and then all happy and merry again. Okay, so I have to go back and, and, and record, because it didn't record the last portion, I guess. But, um, so after this, you know, I kept pushing him to try to be a better person, to try to be a bigger person, and, you know, I had gotten him the job that he had, and, um, you know, I realized that the things that it would go bad was when he didn't have a job or when he would work nights. So during the day was when he would start doing bad things. So when he lost his job, he started going online. And I was paying all the bills and everything. And of course, me searching, searching, I found that, that um, you know, he had gone online. And he was looking for men yes men if you heard my previous podcast you know that i've found um him before exchanging pictures and stuff with men now um of course as you know you know they know how to turn things around narcissists know how to turn things around to try to make you believe it so what did he do he turned it around to make me believe that it was my fault that he was doing that um, because I was pushing him. I was pushing him to try to get a job because he couldn't get a job. Um, it was my fault because, you know, I was being a bitch. It was my fault because I would try and pick a fight that why did he fight with his supervisor and get fired? Because that's what he did. He got fired because he got into a fight with his supervisor. You know, um, but the most important thing that he convinced me of was, hey, it's only online. You see, none of these messages say that I met up with him. None of them, you know, say that, you know, we were meeting up anywhere, we were doing anything. It was just an exchange of photographs. And, you know, not only was it about, you know, giving blowjobs to men, it was about underwears and wearing underwears and, you know, dressing up as a woman. Like, what? What is this? Why is he trying to dress up like a woman? You know, and of course, you know, he convinced me. He convinced me that it was all, you know, since it was so wrong, you know, and he was so, you know, horny during the day and he was so alone and lonely because I had to work, you know, of course, using that excuse. Well, of course I have to work. You're not working. Somebody has to pay the bills, right? Um, but it was my fault. 
and I believed it and I let it go you know and I'm gonna end the story right here I'm pretty sure that you know at this point you're probably thinking like is she freaking crazy you know is she dumb you know yeah I am dumb yes he made me crazy you know I made myself crazy and the thing is that when you're in it when you're in the nick of it and you really want to try so hard to believe somebody because you love them you believe it you convince yourself they convince you and you convince yourself you know and that's the sad part of the story and until today february 7th 2021 i had not realized that this whole time that i'm saying but i love him or I loved him, or whatever you want to say, I realized this. Narcissists, they have the tendency of um, mirroring you, mimicking you on everything that you are. And I am a loving and caring person. I know how to love and I know how to give love. Narcissists don't know how to do that. They're selfish. They only care about themselves. They don't love anybody. So this whole time that I'm thinking that I love him, that I'm in love with him, in actuality, I am in love with myself. In actuality, I love myself. And this whole time, I'm thinking that I loved him. But really, what I loved was the person that he mimicked, was the person that he showed me, and that person was me. And I've hated myself for so long. So much trauma in my life, so many things that I've been through that I've hated myself for so long. And I finally realized that I love myself. I do. Because I am a good person, because I am a caring person, because I am deserved to be loved. And the number one person that needs to love me is me. And I didn't realize that I have always loved myself. Always. And till this day, I'm still dealing with the narcissist. And there's more to come to the story. So guys, please stay tuned. It's going to get more and more intense, I guess, and more crazy. And please keep an open mind and realize that this, that you, you know, you're living with a narcissist is an addiction. It's just like drugs. It's an addiction. You become addicted to the person, especially if you're an empath. And us empaths, we feed off of people's feelings, how they feel. We know exactly how they feel, so we feel the same way. If somebody's happy, if somebody's sad, if somebody's angry, if somebody's happy, you know, that's how we feel. Narcissists feed off of our energy. They drain us of our energy. And this man has drained me, has drained me for years. And for years, I have allowed it. For years, I've let it go. And it's not that I'm crazy. Maybe I am a little crazy. But it's not that I'm stupid. It's not that I don't know the reality of things. Because you do. That's the thing. You always, always know the truth. Never try to convince yourself that you don't know the truth because then that would be a lie till next time guys